Sixers Fix with Scott Ninnis. Join one of the Adelaide 36ers favourite sons as we deep dive into everything past and present about one of the most storied franchises in the NBL. It's Sixers Fix, your Adelaide 36ers podcast. Hello and welcome to Sixers Fix with Scott Ninnis for another weekend. As always, when we're talking about the Adelaide 36ers, there's plenty of drama for us to get through. There's a bit happening off the court. There's a bit happening in terms of who might be joining the team. But more importantly, we've got a win to talk about. And we've got two games in round 13 for the team to look ahead to. We'll have an Ask the Captain segment this week, thanks to Sports Card World with Mitch McCarron. So let's get straight into it. I'm Chris Pike, but the man that you all want to hear from the only man involved with every single Adelaide 36ers championship, Scott Ninnis. How do we find you this week? Uh, good as gold, thanks, Chris. Uh, the sun's shining. It's, uh, I'm, I'm busy. I'm working on the weekend. And uh, mm. as you said, we've got a, got a win to talk about. And uh, probably wasn't a game for the ages, mate. Uh, <laughs> I, I think my first comment in the... Uh, in the in the VIP room after the game was I won't be rushing home to watch a replay of that game, but uh, a win nonetheless. And, and as we saw last night, um, you know, Canton turned around and beat Brisbane. So um, yeah. you know, uh, I think any as we do know, any win's a good win in this league, and especially at the moment when there's so many interesting results. So you don't know who's going to beat anyone on any given uh, night, and, and and that's great for teams like us that are. Uh, you know, still hanging on, and uh, you know, still have aspirations about playing in the finals. So it's uh, it's good to see these some of these other results going going in our favour. But uh, you know, two massive games this week, and I think every time mm. I talk to you, we talk about must-win games and stuff like this. But uh, you know, if you drop these two to Illawarra and then home to Sydney, um, it, it's going to make it very very difficult. So uh, uh, fingers crossed that we can um, you know get a good win tonight and. Uh, Full of confidence coming back home on Sunday. Yeah, it's a big weekend against teams above us on the ladder as well. So it, it could be a it could be a defining weekend in a, in a lot of ways. And we'll catch up with with Mitch McCarron, the captain, as well later for the Ask the Captain segment this week. Thanks to Sports Card World, and probably a good time to catch up with Mitch because he played a good game, and and I believe you might have spent a bit of time with him in the past week as well. Yeah, caught up with him for a chat. Um, my daughter is uh, dog-sitting his house at the moment. <laughs> and, uh, um, yeah, we're just, uh, you know, just a casual chat and, um, you know, just about things and how he's going. And uh, obviously coming off a, you know, what was a really solid game uh, the other night. And uh, I think one of the things that, that I really enjoyed seeing was was him and Tad, Tad Duffelmeyer together on the court. I yep. think that yeah. then takes a bit of pressure off him and, and Tad's... Uh, you know, tough little bugger and, and, and does provide that, you know, that, that intensity that you really look for. So I think that at times took a lot of pressure off of Mitch as well. And uh, you saw by his all-round numbers, uh, you know, mm. he, he just had a, you know, had a terrific, uh, you know, all-round game, which was, uh, and we're certainly going to need that. And he, I think he realises that we're not going to need just his leadership and, and defence. We're going to need him to be a, you know, to, to probably be a little bit more aggressive offensively than what he would, uh, you know, has been in the past. And I, I think he recognises that. But, uh, you, you know, that's, uh, they're the sort of numbers I guess we learned to expect from him last year with, with Melbourne United. And it'd be great to see, yeah. you know, if he can uh, yeah, put together those games on a regular basis. Absolutely. You might very well feature in the Premier Mind Tours votes later as well, Scott, but no pressure. We'll get to that shortly. 
Um, before we get into that game in a bit more depth, as always with the 36ers, as I said, there's always a bit of drama. And when we when we did our show last week, we we had a feeling this news was coming, and now it's been confirmed this week that the general manager of, of basketball, the club, Jeff Van Groningen, has now moved on. I mean, he, he's a, he's a great basketball person, a great basketball mind. He's he's been been good for the 36ers in putting the teams together that he has over the last must be three years now. But probably in some ways, it, was, it just felt like the right time, maybe for both parties. Is that is that kind of how you see it? Yeah, that's the impression I get. I, I spoke to Jeff yesterday, and um, you know, Grant Kelly called me on uh, Tuesday to, to let me know that it happened, and uh, it's it's interesting one. I mean, Jeff is a you know, it can be a polarizing figure, and I, and I think a lot of that stems from the fact that you know the way this team has been built has been in that NBA style where the, the GM selects a team and the, and the mm. coaches coaches it, which is you know, it, it probably happens here a little bit more than what people realize. I think. You know, Perth probably operate under a similar, similar sort of model, and 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 I think Tasmania, maybe a couple other teams do as well. But it's not, it's not the norm here. So I think people sort of that rubs people the wrong way sometimes. Mm. But uh, it'd be interesting to sit back and and you know judge what he's done. I mean, you know, you you he's brought in Josh Giddy, he's brought in Isaac Humphreys. Obviously, you know, pre-injury, he was, you know, certainly one of the very best players in the competition that started last year. Yeah. He's, he's brought in Sunday, who, who's a, you know, who's a stalwart. He's brought in Mitch McCarron. He's brought in Kai Soto. Yeah. So, you know, there's there's a lot of lot of ticks. Um, you know, the import situation is, is you know, ha, has been a bit hit and miss. And uh, look, I, I'm not going to sit here and be judgmental on uh, picking, you know, not getting imports right because it's. Uh, mm. I've been down that road myself, and it is, uh, <laughs> you, you know, it is is a difficult thing. But uh, I, yeah, I get the impression that it's, you know, everyone wants the conspiracy theory and and what happened and what was the incident that led up to him resigning. Um, you know, I can only take, you know, what what Grant said to me and what Jeff said to me himself that, you know, it was definitely his decision to resign. Um, when I was speaking to him yesterday, you know, he had a smile on his face and looked, you know, looked relieved. It looked like the weight of the world was off his shoulders. So, um, you know, maybe something has had happened behind the scenes, but I think maybe it's just as simple as it was time, as as you're saying. And uh, uh, I know he was excited. He's he's going over to see Josh Giddy next week and, and watch him play a couple of games. And uh, you know, when you've got pressures from, I guess, ownership and uh, the fan base and coaches and player agents and stuff, maybe it's uh, you know maybe that just you know, got the better of him and he needs to step away for a while. So uh, yeah. um, good luck to him. You know, like it's, it's uh, I guess now, as far as the 36 is a concern, I guess CJ uh, now will be able to take on those uh, recruiting uh, responsibilities. And, and as a coach, you know, then all of a sudden, the, uh, I, I guess, you, you know, you're judged on, you know, your picks. Uh, and yeah. uh, uh, so it'd be, obviously it'd be a different uh, different style of, of uh, recruiting now. And uh, uh, we'll just see what happens. But uh, yeah, you're right. Ne- never a dull moment in 36 land. And, uh, <laughs> no. um, you know, like I wish Jeff all the best. And, uh, you know, now we move onwards and upwards. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, we bring in an import that can really give us some impetus to the rest of the season. Before we get to that, I just wanted to ask you about Jeff because I've always... I've always liked him as a person. He's always, always very helpful, always goes out of his way to help if you ever reach out to him. He's always great to sit down and, and talk with. He's always pretty friendly. I mean, if you look at his history in basketball, he's got a pretty good resume. Why do you, th- you said it before, why do you think 
he's such a polarizing figure. Sometimes I just don't get it. Oh no, no. I th- once again, I think a lot of it stems to to the fact that you know the teams he's been with, it's been run as a you, you know in it. In it NBA model where the where the mm. GM is, is is recruiting the teams and that's you know that that's not a normal thing you know across the board here in the in the NBA mm. it's it's every team does that that's just the way it operates so oh, I think there's a big part of it that, that that's that you know that uh, you know some people question that and and not think that that is the right uh, you know right business model when it comes to teams in the NBL here um, but. Um, once again, that that is what it is, and he's had owners that have uh, employed him to do that. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's uh, you know they've obviously at that point in time have thought that's that's the way forward. And, and as I said, I think it's probably you know a little bit more widespread in you know in the NBL than what uh, most people think mm-hmm. it is as well. So uh, um, it is what it is. Um, once again, it's it's it will now be interesting moving forward to see going back to. That traditional model of, of coach and coaching staff and, and and owner, you know, doing the recruiting and um, you know, as I said, CJ now gets a chance, you know, certainly in in the short term if they go down the import road and and, and next year to be able to shape the team the way he wants to do it and and as a coach, uh, yeah, I guess that's that's what you want. That's that's mm. all you can ask. Have you got a GM of basketball at South Adelaide, or does it all come down to you? <laughs> all comes well done. No, no, I went very closely with our president Zoran and, um, mm-hmm. and and my assistant coaches. One who is uh, uh, Graham Cubank, who played for many years uh, in, in the NBL and uh, it's been mm-hmm. an assistant coach with the Thirty Sixers, captain of uh, the inaugural Townsville team up there, and mm-hmm. uh, he, yeah. he's been a previous head coach at South Adelaide as well. So you know we uh, we've been great mates for a long time and um it's it's good to be able to bounce ideas off of him but uh no it's it's certainly not quite the uh quite at the level of uh, MBL uh, when you're talking about uh, the ins and outs and, and certainly from a financial point of view there's not uh, no one in our league that's uh, going to get rich playing basketball but um <laughs> but uh, it has been it's been fun you know sort of Putting the team together, I you know inherited a core group of guys, uh, you know who will be back with us this year, and uh, then it's just a matter of getting you know, getting those import positions right, and uh, you know getting a group that's going to play play hard and uh, get up, buy into what uh, what you're trying to establish. And uh, so far, so good. They're uh, they're working mm-hmm. hard and they're getting fit. And they're getting up at six thirty in Saturday mornings and doing fitness mm-hmm. stuff. So that's. Uh, that's always a lot of fun. So it's uh, no, it's going, <laughs> going well. The season's getting scarily close as well. You're going to be back on the sidelines before you know it. I know. April 9th uh, is our first game here, and um, we play Norwood away, which is uh, tough. You know, they were, they were in the championship game last year. So, uh, you know, we know that's going to be a, a tough ask, but it's, it's, it's exciting. I'm looking forward to getting back on the, on the sidelines and. Uh, you know, hopefully putting a really competitive team together that can, uh, you know, can make the finals and um, see how we go from there. Excellent. Now, back to the 36ers. It looks like a new import is going to come in to, well, they already always had a third import slot, but now with Isaac Humphreys going down, it looks like they're going to use it. They're going to have to hurry because they've only got, right now they've got 16 games to go. He's obviously not going to be here this weekend. So after this weekend, they've only got 14. And I think he has to play 12 games to qualify for finals, so he has to get here quickly. But it's going to be fascinating the sort of play that they bring in. Obviously, it doesn't look like, as John Casey reported, it'll be a big to to replace 
Isaac Humphreys, which is interesting. Um, about a week ago, there was some talk about it being Jerome Randall. Um, that doesn't look like it'll be the case. And I was shocked when I heard that it might be Jerome because I didn't think they needed a point guard like that because, to me, that takes away from Mitch's great strengths and it also probably means that Tad Duffelmeyer doesn't get any minutes at all and also it probably lessens the role of Dusty Hanna. So I didn't think that was a great fit, but there was there was some pretty legitimate talk about that happening. Then there was talk about Scotty Hobson, but I'm not sure that's going to happen now either. And again, I don't know if he's the type of player because he just takes away from what Dusty Hannes and Todd Withers do because they they basically play very similar roles. Um, I guess, first of all, what was your action when you heard that it might be either Randall or Hobson? And what type of player would you be going for if you had the choice? Let me preface this by saying I, I have no idea what, what <laughs> way they're going down. I mean, if, yeah. if, if, if it was up to me, I, I'd... I wouldn't be bringing Jerome Randall back. Uh, you know, thirty-four-year-old, you know, coming off a uh, you know an ACL a couple of years ago, and and we, yeah. we've been down that road twice now, and um, you know, it hasn't uh, hasn't resulted in the ultimate success. And I just think it takes, you know, it ta- it takes the ball out of uh, Mitch's hands probably a little bit yeah. too much, and he he is a very ball dominant point guard. Um, I, I think what we do need is, is someone that can put the ball in the basket, which obviously Jerome can. I, I just think it probably needs to be from a different position. You know, when, mm. when the offense breaks down, you know, I'd love to see us be able to flip to the ball to a guy that could just get a score. You know, it's just going to be able to break his man down and get to the rim or, you know, hit the three. And, and we, we don't have a lot of, uh, we, we don't really have people that can do that. You know, Dusty has shown in, in patches that, that he can he can do that. Um, but, you know, he's he's not playing huge amounts of minutes at the moment. I, I don't think we need a big, I, I just don't think that's, you know, you've, you know, we have, we have DJ, which, you know, as long as he's there, he still needs to be a focal point of the offense. Um, you know, Bearstow is, is you know, as, as we keep mentioning, is probably probably the you know favourite for the MVP as it stands right at this moment. But uh, mm-hmm. you know his minutes, you know he can't play thirty five minutes a game. He needs to play twenty five minutes a game. But you know we, we've had Kai Soto who's who's emerging as well, and, and Manny's played good minutes. I, yeah. I also think there's a case for you know you know moving Todd Withers to the four at times. I mean he's you know he's six foot eight. You know he can. Uh, you know, he can defend most positions on the court and then it does allow you to go with perhaps Mitch McCarron, Sunday, import three, you know, Withers and DJ. You know, bring yeah. bring Bearstow back off the bench, which was what he was initially, you know, slated to do and, and play in that role that he, he did so well. I I just worry about him, you know, getting you know, getting worn down and, and resulting in injuries if we, we overplay him, which I know that Cow and, and Jamie Pillman recognise as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that I, I'd like to see that, you know, the, that a three-man that's got a really good scoring mentality. I guess the other thing with that is, you know, Mojave King has has struggled with injuries all year and, and probably hasn't, has because of that hasn't had the impact that probably was expected when they brought in, uh, you know, brought in at the start of the year. So... Once again, this is purely my what I would do. Uh, mm. You know, that might be I might be completely off the mark, and it might be something completely different. But uh, as you said, if it's going to happen, it needs to happen pretty quick, smart too, because for yeah, the nice. uh, you know before the season sort of slips away and we're, we're left, uh, you know, ruining what could have been. It sounds like the type of player you've described, Scotty Hobson, fits that bill pretty well. Would you, if it ends up being him, would you be be happy with that? 
Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, he, you know, you, you looked back what he was a couple of years ago and you say, yeah, that's, that's the player we want. Um, you know, there, there are some people suggesting that he'd, you know, lost a step last year and, and, you know, he was coming off the bench and that's the role that he's suited for now. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure I'd buy into, buy into that. I mean, sometimes, uh, you, you know, like that, that was such a super laden, talented team last year. Yeah. You know, if he comes into a situation where he's, you know, where he's given the ball and has players run for him and is, you know, basically the man offensively, uh, well, I think he could probably, probably flourish. And once again, I, I've got no idea... If that if that's an I know it's a name that's been thrown out and bandied about and um, you know if it was him I, I think certainly he could do worse so um, uh, we wait with bated breath it was mm. it was going to be you know I, I think John Casey tweeted two days ago that it was about it was going to be announced that day and it, it hasn't happened so you know maybe something something is broken down in negotiations but uh, uh, let, let's hope I think, we get I, I think he was playing playing a bit of a game there he. He ended up posting a video announcing a sponsorship, so I think he was having a bit of fun. Oh, he's playing silly buggers. Oh, it's a good old case. So, but yeah, I mean, once again, if, if, we, if we're going to move forward with an import, it, it needs to happen sooner rather than later, obviously. I imagine if it's going to happen, when we come back for next week's show, we'll probably know who it is. And if, if we don't, it's probably not going to happen at all. So. And look, that's, that's, that's been another, you know, another whisper too that we we may not replace uh you know we, we may not bring in another import and and if that's the case and well we, we we go with what we got and um you know just just hope we've got got enough there to carry us forward I, look this is going to be illawarra can't keep playing as badly as what they've been playing mm. so tonight is going to be a really really tough game um and then obviously you know sydney are just absolutely jam-packed with talent and um yeah uh, I know it could be, you know, they could be a little bit inconsistent with it, but um, yeah, obviously it's going to be a really tough weekend this weekend to get uh, get two wins. But um, you know, as it stands at the moment, it's uh, we still got that possibility. Absolutely. So before we get to those games, let's look back to Sunday's game against the Taipans at home. Um, boy, the start was was as bad as it can get. You couldn't you couldn't have a worse start. It's not a it's not a type ends team with a lot of offensive firepower, but they look like a really a really dangerous dangerous team in the in the first quarter. I think they ended up leading by as many as as fifteen points. And before we get to the rest of the game, that first quarter was was pretty pretty damn ugly. Yeah, it's uh, they, they make me nervous because they've got a lot of long tall athletes, which we yep. we don't yep. traditionally play well against and we saw that the last time we played Cairns up in Cairns and you know they, they don't have a lot of offensive firepower in the half court but if you allow them to get out and run and and, and you know use that athleticism mm. you know they, they can be tough and and we certainly saw that in the first quarter and it was uh it was funny Grant Kelly got up in the in the pre-game talk in the in the VIP room and said he'd, he'd spoken to CJ and uh you know they both decided that you know the effort hadn't been good enough and we were going to see a different 36ers game team from the start of the game and <laughs> and uh one of my mates turned to me and I might have been Brett Maher actually and said uh, well we have mm-hmm. seen a different 36er team we've seen a worse 36er team <laughs> so it was it was 9-1 or 11-1 and it was yeah. just awful and and 23-9 down at quarter time and it was it was 
just as bad as it gets to, to do that against a team that had kicked our ass the mm. previous time and, and to, to put out in that sort of effort at, uh, you know, at home was, was really disappointing. But um, I, said in, I said in the after-game chat that, uh, make no mistake, Kai Soto was the one that turned that game around. And, uh, you know, statistically, you're going to look at him and not see any great uh, thing from a statistic point of view. But make no mistake, his presence and, and his shot-blocking uh, yeah. completely turned that game around and, and the rest of the team fed off that and uh, uh, it was onwards and upwards from there and uh, you just you know you just wonder where that how you flick that switch and get them to come out with that intensity right from the start because they've shown that they can play you know tough un- uncompromising basketball and and as I mentioned you know Ted you know, really, you know, he really gave them something off the bench as well. And um... well, well, just just on that, when they started the second half, because Bairstow was in foul trouble, they ended up going with with Mitch, Tad, and Sunday all in the all in the backcourt together, and then they had Withers at the four and DJ at the five. That group actually worked really well. I like that lineup, as I mentioned earlier. I I I like the idea of putting Todd Withers into the four. I, I think that sort of takes. Takes a bit of pressure off him. He can he can guard anyone, as we've mentioned. But I, I do like the you know the three guard lineup. It's always been mm. something I've uh, I, I think works well in this league. I mean, you don't have a lot of those you, you know six or eight three men in the in this league where you, you know, and it's not someone that a Sunday couldn't guard anyway. So no. I think we we've, we've got. You know, we've got two of the better defensive guards in the competition in, in Mitch and Sunday anyway. You throw, you know, whether it's a Dusty Hannes or a Tad or, or someone alongside mm. of them. I, I, I like that. I think that works really well. And I think this league is is a bit more geared towards, you know, that smaller lineup at times. And, uh, yeah, it was disappointing when, when Bairstow got his fourth. Um, yeah. yeah, it was, it was uh, you know, and he is someone who is always good at protecting his fouls and, and it was probably... A little bit unusual. He didn't come off when he get his got his third in the second quarter. Yeah, but but yeah. Uh, you know, speaking of people around the club, he he is someone that you know, very rarely ever get that fourth. But uh, I guess there's always that possibility, and uh, that happened. And I think there was some nervousness, nervousness, especially from the people around me. And um, uh, but it it worked well, and um, you know, we were able to get that win without him having a you know his normal major contribution. Yeah, as it turns out, he still played 20 minutes, and that's probably about where he needs to be playing. So it turned out pretty well, and I, I agree. I, whether it, whether it's Duffelmeyer or Hannah's playing that third guard role, I, I, I actually like it. So defensively after quarter time, it was probably as good as the teams played at that end of the floor as well. Mitch McCarron did a really, really good job against um, Scott Machado for, for, the, for the night. But also, as you touched on, Kai Soto, he, was, he made an impact defensively, but so did DJ. DJ was switched on defensively. He blocked some shots and, and and he became a defensive presence as well. Obviously, Sunday did what Sunday does defensively. Um, and, and again, Withers' numbers don't stand out, but he had a good game defensively as well. After quarter time, to hold that team to, to 48 points, that was, a, that was a good performance. Yeah, and once again, it was, it's, you know, we thought all along that if we get them into a half-court game, they're not going to have the the firepower to, to, to be able to post a winning score against you. And that's that's what happened when we slowed them down and got them out of transition. They struggled to score. And it was it was interesting with Machado. You know, he 
he looked hurt, you know, his, his body mm. language wasn't great and he looked disinterested at times and, you know, we felt that he, you know, he must have been carrying something. But then, you know, he turns around and there's 17 points and seven assists last night. So, yeah, you know, he's... He's a difference in that game last night, yeah. Yeah, you know, he's obviously still a quality player. So I think you've got to sort of, you know, tip your hat to the guys that defended him uh, last Sunday. They obviously did a fantastic job on him and, and frustrated him out of the game. So... Yeah, he's he's still a quality player, and uh, uh, I thought the boys did a great job on him. Absolutely, um, a good crowd there as well. I think I think the limit is around the six and a half thousand mark, and there's almost almost five thousand one hundred people there. It's a little bit tricky when it's that twelve thirty start on a Sunday afternoon. But as you said last week, um, it was a replacement game, so a lot of the tickets had been sold. Was there a good atmosphere there, especially after after quarter time? I think so. I mean, we've we've always spoken about you know Adelaide crowds are, you know, they'll they'll, they'll come out. You know, the, the same you know loyal supporters are going to come out whether we're, you know, whether we're top or whether we're bottom. And um, yeah. it, once again, it's 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 a pretty average time from a spectator point of view. You know, to to get there at twelve thirty. Uh, for a twelve thirty start, I should say, and um, that's got to be difficult for some people. You know, with with you know sport and other commitments on, but. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, they did a great job. It was, yeah, look, it, it, certainly after the first quarter, it was a little bit quiet in there, as you could imagine. But uh, it, it was it was good that they you know got behind the team and uh, you know saw a great win in the end. Important win too, wasn't it? I mean, you just like we talked about last week. It was a must-win game, and then after quarter time, the pressure was on. But the last three quarters, I think there's a lot to build on there, and they should should be able to take a lot of confidence from that into these two games this week. Absolutely, they just can't start the same way because you do that against mm. Illawarra or Sydney, and that's going to be uh, yeah. it's going to be all over Red Rover. So, uh, you know, I'm not saying anything that the, that uh, the team doesn't know, mm. but um, yeah, it's it, it's funny. We just you know, consistency is is got to be something that we we have to be able to achieve that moving forward to have to have any chance of uh, you know getting on a on a winning roll. We just can't have those ups and downs in in this league. Otherwise, you're going to see the inconsistent results that we've had. Now it's time for our Premier Mind Tours votes for the Player of the Year award, Scott. And we've got a good problem this week. We, as we talked about, when there's been some some poor games, it's a little bit tough to find three players. But on this occasion, there's probably multiple candidates for the votes. I'm interested to see which way you go. Yeah, very interesting one. Um, I thought there was probably two clear-cut um, better players in Mitch McCarron and, and, and Daniel Johnson. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we're always, I, I find it funny with DJ, we're always, because of the expectations of him, you know, uh, we've, we've seen what he can do for so long. I think sometimes we always expect a bit more, you know, if you know what I mean. It just mm. seems, yeah. uh, and, and sometimes you go, well, he's had a really good game and we're still yeah. critical of, of what he does. But I, I, I really liked his game the other night. As, as you said, you know, defensively he was... Um, you know, it was one of his better efforts as well. Three mm. three block shots. Um, I gave the three votes to Mitch McCarron in saying all of that. Mm-hmm. I, I thought just yep. that all round game. When, when you start talking, you know, seven rebounds, five assists. You know, six steals is probably the kicker mm. for me. I mean, that's uh, yeah, that that's incredible. I mean, to get six steals in a, in a game of basketball is uh, you know, it's probably like scoring thirty five. You know, it's it's. Mm. Uh, it's yeah. it's a great effort, and and I thought he led the team really well, and, and we spoke about his defense. So yeah. I, I I did I gave the three to Mitch McCarron, and, and you probably could have thrown a blanket over him and DJ and whoever mm-hmm. you selected. I don't think you'd be unhappy with, but uh, two to DJ, 
And I gave the one vote to Sunday. I thought, uh, yeah. you know, once again, 13 points, you know, five assists, um, and and his normal normal defense was uh, mm. um, was was really important for us. Um, you know, probably no you know no great surprise. Those three guys were the major minute players as well. You know, and, and as I said, I, I thought they got good con- contributions from from everyone who hit the court. As I've, I've mentioned, you know, Tad. I mentioned Kai in particular as two guys who, mm. you know, Tad in particular who hasn't played a lot this year. You know, and it's and it's what you always taught the young young players about is being ready. You know, you never know when that opportunity is going to present yourself, present itself. So, you know, he took the most of those, uh, you know, most of those minutes and uh, and played really well, and, and probably is now uh, guaranteed he'll get extra minutes again tonight. So, um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they were my three votes. So, uh, Mitch, DJ, and Sunday. Can't can't disagree at all, Scott. I'm interested about that chat about Tad Duffelmeyer because you're right, he did play well. I mean, nine points, three assists, played 20 minutes, and, and the team looked good with him out there. I'm just interested about Dusty Hannes because I think he's playing well also. He looks dangerous. He's looking like he's fitting into the system. I think he's 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 worked out what to do. He he, he went two or three from three. He had 10 points in 16 minutes. Um, but he's not playing a lot. Would you be trying to find him more minutes? Or are you happy with, it, with the role that, that he's got at the moment? Oh, I think he is. You know, as long as he's embracing that and, and, you know, playing well in whatever minutes. I mean, obviously, you know, you would like to see someone who's taking up an import position, you know, play significant minutes. Um, you know, he's probably got some shortcomings at the defensive end, which which I'm sure mm. CJ and, and Jamie are working with him at. But he, he's too dangerous a shooter. And I, I think when you look at a guy like that, if, even if you're playing limited minutes and there was, there was probably some talk about whether his job was safe and... and and my understanding is it's it's a hundred percent safe, and, and that he'll be yeah. with the team for the rest of the year. But if you're going to play limited minutes, and when you got you know these rumours hanging over your head, you, you just go down swinging, go out your mm-hmm. go out your way. Well, not go out, but you know, like come mm-hmm. out and yeah. shoot the ball. Uh, I probably have said it before. Like I, I wouldn't care if he went zero for ten from the three point line because they're the shots that he's expected to take. You know, when he takes those shots. You know, the rest of the team knows where the shots are coming from. You can go to the offensive boards and, and you're playing off someone who, who... And let's face it, he's never going to go 0 of 10. He's too good a shooter. So yeah. um, I, I'd, I'd just, you know, I'd encourage him just to keep shooting the ball. I mean, that's what he's that's what he does better than anyone you know, else. Um, so just do that. And whether you play 16 minutes or 25 minutes or, or 30 minutes or whatever, um, you know, play the style of game that you're recruited to do and... Uh, you know, things will fall in place for him. Absolutely. All right, Scott, there was a lot to get through in that in that first part of, of the show. Let's take a deep breath. When I come back, I'll be with Mitch McCarran for our Ask the Captain segment, thanks to Sports Card World, and, and we'll be back to, to preview the two games in round 13. Okay, I'm joined now by the 36ers captain, Mitch McCarran. Thanks for joining us, Mitch. And I believe you've now settled into Wollongong, preparing for the game tomorrow night. You ready to go? Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, we're excited. Um, it's a, obviously a couple of disappointing results against these guys in, in the past. And, um, you know, we're in a great opportunity to try and string some wings together. Mm. 
how important was it to, to bounce back and get that win on win on Sunday? I mean, it was, it was it was a game you had to win, but I'm sure you still take a fair bit of confidence out of actually actually getting it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, we know the situation we're in in terms of wins and losses, and um, you know, lots of teams are in that situation. Um, you know, so it's desperate times for everybody, and um, we know it's really on us to bring it every single game. And you know, no matter who we're coming up against, a, a win is just as valuable as the last one. It doesn't really matter who we're playing. Absolutely. Um, you played well yourself, also. It's been a an interrupted season so far. It's been it's been up and down for everybody, and. You've been no different trying to, I guess, settle into a new team. But I know, I know, it's really, I guess, all that matters is the wins and loss. But it must have been nice to, to play well, also. Yeah, I think it's. You know, I've been disappointed with the way that I've played um, in, in many games and looking after the ball and, and shooting percentage wise. But you're right. You know, there there is some of that territory with a new group and a lot of guys that are new to the league. And mm. you know, we've got a brand new head coach and CJ that that has a certain way that he wants us to play and, and those things take time and I know that we're not unique in this situation but you know we've had a lot of key guys out with injuries and, and a very disrupted preseason and multiple um, isolation periods whether guys were sick or not just because of close contact rules in South Australia so um, you know not making excuses you know we need to be better but um, yeah any time that we can get as a whole group is, is valuable for us. Yeah I mean I know it's not an excuse because everyone, every team's got their different things that they've gone through, but how tough has it been? I mean, coming off that loss in Cairns, it was the worst possible time to then have a, have a month's break to, I guess, think about it and try to work on things while actually not able to, to leave your apartment or your house for, for much of that time for, for a lot of the guys. And then you come out and, and play well against Perth and it's been a bit up and down since then. And I know it was frustrating for you, that game that you had to miss as well. I mean... It's been a hell of a rocky, a rocky road for the last couple of months. How how tough has it been to, to navigate it? Yeah, it's definitely been a frustrating one. Um, you know, every team has faced their kind of own unique challenges with this um, this season. But yeah, for us, it's I guess it's like you mentioned. You know, you you play a bad game, whether it's individually or as a team, and all you want to do is get back on the floor and try and rectify that and get the momentum back. And, um, yeah, being stuck at home for the better part of that month mm-hmm. too. You know, it'd be one thing if we were practicing and you were making progress and, and able to shake that off. But um, we spent a good part of that month um, in isolation. So, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, that was frustrating as well. You just want to play basketball and especially in the middle of your season, you know, this is our job and, and this is our passion. So, yeah, that was frustrating. But, um, you know, we did have some success and, um, you know, then we lost again, and then we managed to get a big win against Melbourne United. And I think it's been that way for lots of teams this season. Um, you know, I, I think people say this every year, but, you know, you, you really don't know um, each and every game this year, which is exciting. You know, if I'm a fan of the NBL, you know, every game is a bit of a question mark on that one right now. Um, hopefully we can string some Ws together and be a bit more certain about that. Yeah, we certainly hope so. Okay, that's enough from me, Mitch. It's time for me to hand you over to, to our listeners here on Sixers Fix. And, and one of them, thanks to our friends at Sports Card World, will win win a prize valued at $90, three packs of the Panini 2021-22 um, NBA cards, Mitch. So a bit of pressure on you right. to, to, to pick pick a winner out of, out of this bunch. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, I might start with Adrian Brickich. He's got a couple of questions. So his first one. What's your favourite moment of the season so far? Favourite moment? Um, geez, there was a couple. I think uh, 
<laughs> the New Zealand win was was a mm. bit of a crazy one. Yeah. Um, you know, we we felt we played so horribly defensively uh, in the first half, and I know lots of guys were, were kind of frustrated at half time, and then we picked up momentum quickly in the second half. And you know, when you when you're playing basketball and you get on that roll, there's no better feeling. Um, you just you know, suddenly you've just got all the confidence in the world as a team and the ball starts rolling the right way and you seem to get more rebounds come to you instead of the other team. Um, so I think that's probably one of the one of the better moments. You know, the win in uh, overtime against United was great um, as well because, I, I, you know, I think as us as a group, you know, we really battled and dug deep to get that one done. But uh, the, the shift of momentum from the first half to the second half in the New Zealand game was, was pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um Okay, Adrian's the second part of his question. It's probably relevant right now, actually. How do you prepare yourself best before a game and on game day? Um, yeah, so me individually, um, I, I don't have a lot of, uh, I guess you'd say, habits that I really stick to um, ritually. Um, I know some guys really get into that. You know, they want to do things a certain way every every game day and they like to keep things fairly similar. You know, I, I really am, am not like that. So I'm, I'm pretty loose about my day. Um, you know, we'd usually have a shoot around and, um, you know, you get up and, okay, maybe you're hunting a certain kind of food um, that you're used to eating on game day. And, you got, you got um, favorite food on game day then? I don't, I don't. Um, I used to eat chicken usually for lunch. Um, but again, I'm a lot more loose with it. And then as I've gotten older, um, I actually have gotten even more <laughs> loose about it. You know, I just kind of make sure I'm ready when the game rolls around and, you know, we're warming up and I'm locking in. And, um, yeah, I really try not to think about it too much during the day. Otherwise, I, I find myself kind of overstressing or overthinking when it comes to game time. No, very good. Okay, next we've got Jack's Sports Cards. And he's asked, how do you handle the stress of trying to lead because you're a captain? Um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a fun challenge, um, especially with a new group. And as I mentioned before, you know, we've got so many talented guys, and but guys that are new to the league and new to the club, and, and I'm one of those guys as well. Um, so, you know, you're trying to bring together some of the experience and the talent that was here in the past, you know, guys like Daniel Johnson and Sunday Detch, and um, it would be lovely to have a healthy Isaac Humphreys in that as well. Um, you know, you want to culminate all of that with our new talent as well and, and make it all gel. Um, sometimes that's not as simple as, as just clicking. You know, some teams seem to gel really quickly on the court and everything goes well from round one. Mm-hmm. Others need a bit more time. Um, and, and I think we have been one of those groups that's taken our time to kind of get that chemistry on the court. You know, we're, we're all great guys and we all get along off the, off the court, but um, obviously we just haven't found that consistency on the court. So it's just those, you know, one of those challenges as, as one of the leaders of the group to keep pushing us forward and, and progressing. Very good. Um, I'll go to Hilton Barber next, and I think he's a Kings fan, so we'll, he's he's skipping ahead to your game on, <laughs> on to, to your game on Sunday. Um, you probably haven't thought about it a lot because you've got the Hawks game first. But answer the answer it the best you can. What's the Thirty Sixers' plan to stop the Kings this weekend? Um, yeah, yeah, hit the nail on the head. We we haven't really mm. gone into depth too much about the Kings, just because typically with the double header, you, you put most of your effort into the first game, and um, you know then you kind of have a quick scout, you, you have a quick video session. You might get to go on floor depending on travel time. Um, so you really put your week ahead um, into the first game. But uh, yeah, we're excited for 
um, you know, a couple of tough rounds that we got coming up with, with teams that are in the fight to, to get to playoff spots. And we know that the Kings are probably the hottest team in the NBL right now up there with Melbourne United. And, um, you know, we're excited for that. Um, you know, they're super talented, they're high octane on offense and they play fast and they're athletic. So we're going to have to be switched on with our coverages and make sure we know what we're doing. I think the biggest one from watching them is just making sure we limit turnovers and, and limit easy buckets because they do look like that kind of team. But, you know, you give them a, an early dunk or a couple open threes to get them going and they're going to be pretty hard to slow down. Yeah, they do seem to feed off it. So there you go, Hilton. You got your answer. Um, next up, Scott Dunlop. He's taken a different tact and I firstly apologize to Scott because I missed his question that he had for Jamie last week but next time we have Jamie on Scott I'll make sure I I do put that to Jamie but he's got one for, for you Mitch I'm a sneakerhead especially on the court what would be your favorite basketball shoes and why I personally love Jordan 12 taxi um, yeah I'm not I wouldn't call myself a sneakerhead there's certainly guys on my team and in the league that mm. know a lot more about shoes than I do yeah I was always a massive uh, Kobe uh, fan. I think when I went through college, we got given some Kobe's to wear for the team, um, and I loved them. You know, they were that low-cut kind of feel, and, um, you know, they were loose but also felt comfortable. They felt light enough, whereas when I was younger, I kind of wore a lot of LeBrons, and they were just that heavier kind of shoe. Mm. So I started to love the Kobe's, and then I didn't wear anything else. You know, the better part of five to six years, I just hunted low Kobe's. I didn't really mind what they were, whether it was five, six, seven, eight, or, or different kinds either. So, um, but unfortunately, they're not as easy to get anymore. So, um, yeah, I started to wear some pubes and stuff like that. But it definitely would have been the, the, the low Kobe's that I was wearing in college. What are you wearing tomorrow night? Uh, I'm going to be wearing some nitros from, from Puma, yep. I think. Yeah. Very good. Okay, the last one, it's Ashley Burrell, and he's the winner from last week, so I'm not sure if he can win again, but he's still got a good question. <laughs> he's still got a good question for you. If the NBL had an all-star weekend like the NBA, who from the team would you put up for the three-point shootout and who for the dunk comp? I'm pretty sure Dusty would put himself in for the three-point three, three point comp, but who would you pick? Yeah, Dusty um, would probably need a nomination. <laughs> um Dusty and Daniel Johnson would be the two guys that I'd put forward for the three-point comp. Uh, for the dunk comp, jeez, uh, we have a few athletes. Mojave King um, would be up there, um, super bouncy. Todd Withers has some nice dunks. We, we haven't really had a, a, an in-team dunk comp yet, so I haven't, haven't got to see everyone's uh, best dunk. But I'd, I'd say off, off pure spring alone, Mojave would probably be the safest bet. I think he'd be he'd be my pick as well, and and good luck good luck beating Dusty. To be honest, he might have that. <laughs> he, he might walk into that Larry Bird swagger. I reckon for. A, a I think he would too. <laughs> All right. Well, that's our questions, Mitch. Did someone jump out at you? Who would you like to win the prize for for Sports Card World this week? Well, um, you said we missed a, missed answering a question from was it Scott last Scott? week? Yes, it was. Well, I think we could probably uh, say sorry and, and reward him with the prize for this week. No, very good. No, I like it. So, Scott Dunlop, congratulations! We'll get you your prize thanks to Sports Card World, and thanks thanks for doing that, Mitch. It was it was good fun. Before I let you go, um, instead of asking about tomorrow night's game, has Scott taken you on a wine tour yet, or at least offered? <laughs> He um he has he, he asked me all the time if I'll go with him yeah. but uh, no we we've set one up for my wife and her friends that hopefully once they can all get together they'll head out with him and and see the see the state of it. No, good to hear. All right, Mitch, it's been good fun. Thanks very much for being a good sport to do it. 
Um, good luck tomorrow night, firstly, in Wollongong, and then we'll see you back back at home on Sunday against the Kings. No worries. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me on. Okay, welcome back to Sixers Fix with Scott Ninnis. Thank you to Mitch McCarron for that, and thank you to Sports Card World for making making it happen. Let's get straight into these games this weekend now, Scott. It starts Friday night in Wollongong against the Illawarra Hawks. It's a team that we haven't gone well against in in recent times, including last time we played, and we gave up a hundred points to them. So. Wasn't wasn't ideal. Um, that was in Wollongong as well. We obviously lost at home to them earlier in the season as well. How do the 36ers turn it around? Look, it's going to be difficult because, as as you know, you know, Gordon or you know, he'd be he'd be, he'd be carrying the big stick with them at the moment. There's no no question, and <laughs> yeah. their their results have been, uh, yeah, certainly haven't been what uh, what they would hoped. Coming off another loss too to the Jack Jumpers. Well, yeah, and 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 to give up ninety six points in that game uh, is just not going to cut it. But yeah, they they still scored eighty six points themselves. I mean, we, yep. we 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 cannot allow this team to to rack up a big score against us. And once again, I know that's easier said than done. But um, you know, if they get out and they can get easy baskets and get those shooters going, um, I do like our our backcourt matchup. Yeah, you know, once again mm. with with Mitch and Sunday, you know we, we've got guys that can combat their, their scoring guards. Um, they, uh, they've got good size against them, don't they? They do, they do, and then they're just they're just elite defenders as well. Um, yeah. But uh, it's in saying that it's not going to be easy. You know, you know, you got Reith playing good basketball, and uh, and that that is going to be a tough matchup for us with with his size and mm. ability to you know put the ball in the basket. Um, you know, we we've also shown. You know, Harry Froling seems to be in the doghouse at the moment, but he would relish. Yeah. Uh, you know, he'd have that uh, game, the thirty sixes, penciled in his diary, and um, <laughs> it seems that you know Sam Froling's been down a little bit at times as well. But uh, yeah. uh, that that I guess that's the thing when you're playing as guys who, you know, are down in confidence or aren't playing well, or aren't getting minutes. Yeah, we 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 have shown a propensity over many many years of. Uh, <laughs> Play, letting guys play, you know, playing guys into form and, and getting them going again. And, uh, yeah, against a team that, you know, this is a really dangerous game because it's, uh, you would think they've just got too much talent to keep losing games, you know. it's it's And it's getting to a critical time of the season for for them and, and everyone at the moment. So, you know, they really need to start turning around and winning games if, if they're fair dinkum about, uh, you know, playing for a, for a finals position. I think it's sort of getting to the point where, you know, like it's going to be difficult for them, but um, yeah. and that and that's what we come up against. And uh, it's it's uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to the game. I, I'm hoping we see you know that tough defensive effort that we had in those last three quarters against Cairns. And I'd just like to see us get some easy transition baskets. I know it's not a mm. you know it's not a style of game that we 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 play a lot, but it's it's something that I think just takes a lot of the pressure off your half court game if you can get out. In the open court, get some cheap baskets. It does. It takes so much pressure off you. But obviously, that starts at the defensive end by getting stops and getting steals yeah. and being able to get out on the break. So that's uh, that's where the focus needs to be from the first quarter, not from the second quarter. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> uh, we'll we'll see what happens. That's a great point. And 
it happened against the Titans as well. I mean, 31 points off turnovers is is a massive number, and and sometimes it's felt like this team doesn't have that way of finding easy baskets. But if you're doing well defensively, that can that can lead to that. Absolutely. I mean, if you look at our lineup, I mean, we don't have, you know, there's not a lot of what you'd call super athletes there. I mean, you know, when, mm. as I said earlier, when you start talking about, you know, those long athletes that, um, you know, that, that Cairns have, uh, we don't have a lot of that. We, we, you know, we've got some very talented players, but, mm. you know, there's a bit of a misconception about, you know, fast break basketball that, you know, you, you've got to be fast to do it and you've got to be athletic to do it. Well, that, that's not the case because, you know, the ball moves quicker on the pass than it does on the dribble anyway. So if you've got guys who are committed to running lanes, uh, and, and I'm not just talking about wing guys, I'm talking about, you know, your first post guy going, you know, running to the front of the rim and sealing, well, that has an impact in a couple of ways. One, he could be open and get an easy lap himself, but two, you got that big guy running, you know, that, that, that forces the defence, that draws the defence in, and then that opens up your wings as well. So it, it's, it's a bit of a mindset and making that commitment to run all the time, which, which isn't easy. Um, but, yeah, I, I just think, you know, if we could get some cheap baskets on a regular basis, it, it takes off that pressure to score in the half court where, you know, we have bogged down at times during the season. Yep, Absolutely. Then on Sunday, back at the Adelaide Entertainment Centre against the Sydney Kings, who are probably the hottest team in the league right right now, and it's going to be it's going to be fun to watch them in action. But it's going to be tough to stop them at the same time because you look look down the list of their players. Jalen Adams could very well be the best player in the league right now. Jarrell Martin could be the best big in the league. They brought in an NBA champion, Ian Clark, who in his first game showed that he's going to take some stopping. Xavier Cooks could be just about the best off-round player in the league right now for everything that, that he does. DJ Vasilovic is a is an impressive shooter and scorer. Um, that's a, a talented team that's, that now looks like they've they've figured things out. They've got talent everywhere. <laughs> they're, they're scary talented. And, uh, you know, I, I think with them, you know, the, the only thing that can stop them is themselves. I mean, they, they try their best to piss that game away against Perth last, last yeah, weekend. Yeah. And, and, you know, that was a... You know, that was a really high-quality game with some massive shots. It was, uh, you know, it was a joy to watch, you know, two heavyweights going at it and playing that, that sort of level of basketball. But uh, as I said, they, I think they can still be their own worst enemy at times. And, and it'll be very interesting once we settle down and, and they get this lineup used to playing with each other. There's a lot of guys that like to shoot the ball, you know, but there's only, yes. only one basketball and, and that... You know that that's a that's going to be something for the coaching staff to be able to make sure that everyone's happy because I can see you know potentially some some clash of egos there if if people mm. aren't getting their shots and uh, obviously from a thirty six point of view you would hope that that starts happening on Sunday but you know if you if you just <laughs> yep. look at there from a talent point of view it's it is frightening and uh, but yeah you know, once again it's um, who, who knows it's uh, mm. you know. A lot of depend on how we play tonight. I think you know if we if we can have a really good solid game tonight, you know, win or lose, and start playing with that cons- level of consistency, you know, that could flow onto Sunday and just just make sure that we uh, you know we don't let them yes you know, get it from wherever they need to. As, as you said, Adams is is just uh, killing it at the moment, um, mm. but and they do they have a, they have a lot of talent everywhere, but. Uh, uh, we'll see. I mean, Clark, obviously, you know, in his first game, 
you know, look the goods as well. And obviously he's got a resume to back it up. So, yeah, look, I'm, I'm sounding a bit doom and gloom at the moment. But I, I, <laughs> I, I, once again, it's, it's, uh, you've got a talented team coming in and, and that's going to happen most weeks in the NBL. So it's, uh, uh, you just got to take care of business. And you've heard me say it a million times. You've got to take care of your home court. That's what you've got to protect in this league. And you, you win the majority of those games and jag the jag the you know the, the odd game on the road, you're going to make the finals. Um, we mm-hmm. haven't shown a consistency to do that yet, but there's no better time than starting this weekend. So, uh, you know, a, a win against the Sydney Kings at home would, uh, would be, be a fantastic, hopefully, kickstart for the rest of our season. Yep, sure would. Um, more importantly for you, Scott... You've got some work this weekend. Are you going to be able to get to this game? I'm not, unfortunately. So it's uh, be the first game I've missed this year, and uh, it's it's bloody hard with this uh, with this scheduling at the moment because I I took the booking for the wine tour, you know, before we had a home game this Sunday. So it's uh, uh, there's nothing I can do about it now. I'm you know I'm disappointed and uh, frustrated because I would love to have been out there <laughs> and. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, not to be. But uh, I might be sneakily uh, looking at my phone and watching the results <laughs> while uh, while some people are tasting some uh, some red wine down in McLarenville. <laughs> I was going to ask that. Do you do you find a way to to be able to watch the game on your phone, or if you're if you're in a winery that has a TV screen, do you ask them to to put the game on? Do you find a way? I'll find a way, mate. There's, uh, don't worry. I'll, I'll manipulate the timings to, to be able to uh, get a bit of cheeky downtime to be able to watch some of that game. But uh, uh, yeah, just uh, it, 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 it is disappointing, but it's also exciting to be uh, to be getting some regular work again. Absolutely. Let's hope we're through the worst of this. Now that things are starting to open up right around the the country, you know, some states are now getting rid of a lot of the restrictions altogether. Um, Let's hope that things are starting to get back to normal. Although, I mean, I've noticed it and I spoke to a couple of my contemporaries as well and, you know, I'm getting inquiries every day and that, that hasn't happened for two years. So I've, I've, mm. the last week I've taken bookings from March, April, May, June, July, November. So it's, oh, you know, pe- people are now able to plan with confidence and as you said, you know, the majority of the restrictions are, are easing and, and will continue to ease, you would hope. So, you know, when people can plan with confidence, uh, that's good for me. So, uh, <laughs> yes, I'd, I'd certainly expect over the next uh, next couple of months to be back to, you know, maybe not quite normal, but certainly back to a, a fairly normal routine. No, that's good to hear. And if you do want to book in a wine tour, head to Premium Wine Tours and Scott will look after you very happily. But it's been a big show, Scott. A lot to get through. A lot of stuff to talk about, as always, with the Adelaide 36ers, but it's been it's been good fun. Let's wrap things up. We'll get ready for the game tonight against the Hawks in Wollongong and look forward to that with bated breath. I'm Chris Pike. I'll wrap things up, and I'll leave you with the, the wise words of a, a pretty buoyant Scott Ninnis this week. Uh, consistency, consistency, consistency. That's what this team needs to come out and be ready to go you know, right from the opening tip and, and continue that level of defence and, and the results will take care of themselves. So, uh, um, yeah, we're playing two very talented teams. Uh, what better way to start uh, kicking off the rest of the season than two wins?